As a government shutdown looks more and more likely, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says he hopes the mounting pressure might force members to compromise. One of those members is here with me now, Republican Congressman Tim Burchett. Thank you so much, sir, for joining me. Uh, we're now less than a week away from a potential shutdown. You just uh, heard me talk about the House Speaker trying to get uh, a short-term compromise, or at least a short-term bill, for 45 days through the House. Was, is that something that you would support? No, ma'am. I've not voted for a CR. I didn't continue the resolution. I didn't vote for one under President Trump, and I haven't voted for any in the past. I, I think it's it's just completely um, throwing away our duties. You know, we have a duty to pass a budget. We've got a budget committee, and for the last, I think, 30 years, no, we haven't even passed a budget. Could you imagine, you know, at, at your church or your synagogue or your temple or your charitable organization or your business or even our states, all 50 states pass a budget, That gum. We can't seem to, we, we just don't do it. And, and part of the reason is it's easy. And, and part of the reason is it, it, it hides a lot of things from the public. I want you to listen to something that your fellow Republican Congressman Garrett Graves of Louisiana, Louisiana said yesterday. The arsonists have lit their house on fire. They're whining about their house burning. They're going to want credit for putting the fire out. And then they're going to set up a GoFundMe to get paid for what happened. This is a fellow House Republican saying, not only are you unreasonable, you're yes, like an arsonist. Well, Garrett, um, he's close to the speaker, and I get that. He's a buddy of mine. But, ma'am, we take in $5 trillion a year, and folks like Garrett want to continue spending over $7 trillion a year. I don't know where that ever works anywhere, only in Washington, D.C. And the status quo, I'm from East Tennessee, I know you're a Jersey girl, hardworking people, ma'am, and, and they have budgets, and we ought to get a budget and stick to it. So if that's but the, this, this dysfunctional Washington, go ahead, I'm sorry, ma'am. No, no, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Please go ahead. No, I was just going to say that this dysfunctional Washington cannot continue. The American public knows what we're up to, and they're sick and tired of it. That's why folks like me, I'm, you know, we're sticking to our guns, and all of a sudden we're the bad guys because we want to balance our budget. I mean, imagine that. That, that we've we've come to Washington, we represent our constituents, we say what we're going to do, and then we come to Washington and do it. Now, you have folks that come to Washington and say, oh, I'm going to be a fiscal conservative, I'm going to be tough on this, and then they're not. You close those doors, ma'am, the only color they see is green. They look, you know, that's why they love an omnibus package, because it's like Speaker Pelosi said, we got to pass it to know what's in it. 2,000 pages, they read down till they find their district, and they see the funding for all their special pet projects, and then they so, stop. Let me ask you about that. They don't read the that. other 1,995 other pages. In 2020, yes, you, in 2020, you said President Trump's budget had achievable, reasonable priorities for America. That budget came with a $966 billion deficit. Why was President Trump's budget reasonable, but you can't get behind anything that you've seen so far with President Biden in the White House? Well, because those were attainable goals in the growth of the government, ma'am. And, and, I, and I dare say that, that, that any of my colleagues would say that since, since the COVID, you know, if we could just go back to pre-COVID spending levels, for goodness sakes, that we would balance the budget. Now, can you name me anything that's been added to our budget uh, since COVID that you could not live without? And, uh, you know, it's just reasonable. There's 15 or 16 of us... Uh, Look, they wouldn't even get in the room with us and talk to us about it. 
until and, until this all broke. We were we had the whole month of August to deal with this. Yet they sent us home, and I get it. I work harder in, in back in East Tennessee here than I did in Washington D.C. any day. But the reality is, we had the whole month. September 30th came upon us, and it happens about this time every year, ma'am. Yeah. And and yet we we had our head in the sands and we didn't do anything about it. And now we're up on that. And now the folks that want to keep their word to their constituents, we're the bad guys. And all we want to do is re have responsible government, ma'am. You cannot keep spending. Uh, you can't keep spending seven trillion dollars when you're only taking in five trillion. That just doesn't work. And it's completely dysfunctional. And um, we got it. We can't continue and, this, and I just, this path. I, I know that you think that you're being portrayed as a bad guy, but there are leaders in the House and the Senate in both parties who want to try to avoid some real world effects for Americans. Service members, federal law enforcement uh, won't get paid. You just heard Secretary Buttigieg talk about the effects on air traffic controllers, TSA agents, small business loans and federal infrastructure projects would stop. Even Speaker McCarthy says that you and your fellow Republicans, you're going to get the blame for that pain. Well, I submit to them that we're just we're going to get to blame because we're trying to do our job is what the rest of them were supposed to be doing. And now they're going to take the easy route out by buying by borrowing more money from China. Man, that just doesn't work. Any stretch of the imagination, even and, if it's temporary, and, um, just to keep it just Mayor, to keep Mayor it open. Pete, OK, and every year we do this, the temporary we say, let's and, and the latest strategy is to say, let's not call it a continued resolution. The American public won't know it. That's ridiculous. Or they say. Let's pass the CR continued resolution so that we can so that we can stop passing CRs. That's like telling a crack addict we're going to give you more crack to keep you off a of crack. It doesn't work, ma'am. It's the continued. Here's what will happen: We'll pass a 30-day CR continued resolution, then we'll pass another continued resolution, and then that will back us up to the Christmas break. And then guess what? We'll pass an omnibus again, and we will not do our duty. If they want to do their duty, they all struck on doing their duty. Tell them to, to pass a budget. Jody Arrington out of Texas, God bless him, chairman of the, uh, he's gone ahead with it. They gave him 10 what? minutes in conference to, to talk about a budget. Nobody paid any attention, but that's what we're supposed to do. It's a 10-year plan to get us back on our feet, and that's reasonable. We're out of time. Just one final question. If Speaker McCarthy ultimately allows a deal to pass with Democratic votes, would you support ousting him from the Speaker's chair? That would be something I would look strongly at, ma'am. If we if we do away with our duty that we said we were going to do, they're all talking about this this promise that he made with Biden a year ago. I mean, with Biden a year ago. What about the promise we made to the American public that we were going to be responsible Americans, ma'am? We are going to be we are going to be governing over a pile of rubble if we're not careful. Our financial ship is sinking, and the American public needs to realize okay. all these fancy. Title CRs and omnibus to confuse the American public is not working. The curtain's off. We need to do our duty. We should be back in Washington right now and, and dealing with it. But what are we doing? Well, they sent us home. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time this morning, sir. Now to the bipartisan group that has a plan, they say, to try to avert this. The Problem Solvers Caucus, we have Democrat Josh Gottheimer of New Jersey and Republican Brian Fitzpatrick of Pennsylvania. Thank you so much, both of you. Congressman Gottheimer, I'm going to start with you. You are the Problem Solvers Caucus. Sure. You're trying to work to solve this very big problem. Is that even possible at this point? 
I think so. It's why our caucus, 64 of us, half Democrat, half Republican, came together last week and put out a solution, including a continuing resolution to keep the lights on in the government and not hurt people, not hurt our military, not hurt our seniors, not hurt our veterans. Uh, put resources aside for Ukraine, which is critical, as, the, as we all know. Put resources aside for uh, <clears throat> what we need desperately to deal with a lot of our disasters in this country and have a fiscal and debt and deficit commission, fiscal responsibility debt and deficit commission. It's something that actually can get Democrats and Republicans together, which, as you know, uh, right now in a divided government where you've got the House controlled by Republicans and the Senate controlled by Democrats, the only solution will be one where both sides come together. And I think our plan is reasonable and it deals with uh, the extremes and says to them, instead of burning the place down, as uh, Speaker McCarthy said, of, of the far right, it actually provides a reasonable common sense solution working with, with people like Brian Fitzpatrick who, who want to get things done. And, and Congressman Fitzpatrick, your fellow Republican Congressman, Mike Lawler of New York, says if hardliners will not vote to avert a shutdown in any way, your, your plan or another, uh, he and other moderates will join Democrats in what's called a discharge petition to pass a bill and keep the government open. Would you join him? I think all options are on the table to get our bipartisan Problem Solvers Caucus bill on the floor. Uh, it was uh, introduced uh, Friday, as Josh alluded to. It represents an intersection of where Democrats and Republicans agree. That's what America wants us to do, Dana. They want us to sit down in the room just like our personal relationships, just like we manage our families and our businesses, you sit down at the table and you figure it out. And that's what our caucus does. Uh, we don't allow the perfect to be the enemy of the good. And we take the perspective that we'd rather get 80% of something than 100% of nothing. That's what our bill that we introduced, equally balanced between Democrats and Republicans, uh, that was introduced on Friday, uh, the Keep, an Open, uh, Keep America Open Act, uh, we will do whatever it takes to get that bill on the floor. And if it doesn't, will you uh, join Democrats to keep the government running? Well, that's the, the, we're going to do whatever it takes to get that bill on the floor. And we have multiple options. A discharge petition is one, one of several options. And uh, a group of us uh, met with a parliamentarian uh, this past week uh, to discuss all the options we have to force a vote on our bill.